This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Packer and Durham, Power Hour is upon us as we continue to stream live on the ESPN app. The number for the program is 844-SAY-ACCN. That's 844-SAY-ACCN. And uh, we've got more phone calls, more tweets, and a number of guests coming your way here. Yeah, Emily Cole will be here in just a minute, uh, about 9.15. Emma Limley behind her, Emily Cole, uh, runner-up in the 3,000-meter uh, steeplechase at the ACC Championship. She is a uh, interesting cat now. Let me tell you now. Yeah. She's got a lot of She's stuff got a lot going, going name, on. Name, image, and likeness. A book. Getting a, a book. She, uh, both of them making their debut, by the way. Yeah. So we got a little then, Duke track and field, a little and Virginia Tech softball coming. Emma Limley now. Watch out. ERA of 1.72 with uh, like 193 strikeouts. Legit. She and uh, Keely Rochard, the uh, one-two punch for uh, Coach Pete and Virginia Tech softball, who landmark event coming up this week. They host their first regional. But – We've been posing this question all day. What three do you not want to play in the proposed 3-3-5 or 3-5-5 scheduling model? Remember, it's three every year. You're going to see those three every season. Then the other five one year, the next five the second year. The social media has been interesting. The callers have been informative and entertaining at times and inquisitive. Let's show you some social media here before we get to a call. How about Jason Millsap? FSU, we don't want Syracuse, BC, or Pitt. Are you afraid to go up to the Northeast there? I mean, apparently, uh, apparently we can't go above the sweet tea line in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Are you right? going to point the finger at the Florida State guy here or not? No. No, you're not feeling I'm it. Not giving, I'm not saying you're going to play one of those permanently. Because I do think, as I said earlier. They're going to go off the grid, though, for one. You think so? I do. I think they're going to play Miami. Yes. For sure. Clemson. I think Clemson is definitely a strong number two. And I'd, I'd put Georgia Tech for the third. I know you I may did. be wrong. I think they're going off the grid for the third. All right. Uh, all right. Next, social media. Let's see. Todd H. Clemson. Georgia Tech has had to deal with them enough. We will gladly take anyone else. So he doesn't care about another two. He just wants to rid themselves. He wants to rid Georgia Tech of Clemson. Opening game in the Dome this year. Yeah, Mercedes-Benz now. By the way, uh, Georgia Tech gets Clemson's old quarterback. See that? Yeah, Tyson Pumachon, long transfer portal situation for him. Glad he found Really long, by the way. I mean, he went in the portal before the end of the year. Yeah, finally landed. Yeah, so – Good to see that he didn't, you know, give up on all the other stuff, be right? EJ Jenkins be part, part of that of too. Seventy percent that's yeah. looking for a free scholarship. All right, uh, we want to do calls here or one more. Let's see. Oh, Larry Polk, Carolina. He's a Carolina fan. Larry says Syracuse because it's too cold. BC because it's too cold, and Duke because, like Pack said, can't be playing roast beef A and M and get anywhere. There's the kind of thing I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody just willing to drop kick a hundred and some years of football across the street. I'm just glad we got a roast beef AM reference. Yeah, bet you are. All right, Bruce in South Carolina. We go to the phones at 844-SAY-ACCN. Bruce. Yes, sir. I'm Clemson grabbed. Three teams I don't want to play. Syracuse is hard to get to. North, the whining cheese people because parking stinks. 
And Miami because I don't speak Spanish. Oh, and Wes, by the way, tell those um, white meat people, they don't want Clemson. Keep Virginia Tech. <laughs> All right, Bruce. Yeah. Bruce starts it. Bruce, thank you for the phone call. Yeah, Bruce. Appreciate Bruce that. starts the conversation by saying getting to Syracuse is hard. Has anybody tried finding Clemson? I'm, listen, I'm an alum. That might be the hardest place to get to. Got to go any to Walhalla. Any take school a left. in America, if you're an out of towner, to say, hey, how do I get to Clemson to play right. a game? All right? Getting to Syracuse it, is hard. Syracuse. And quick. then it kind of went downhill from there, quite frankly. Yeah. Quick. All right. Bearcat in Ohio. Bearcat. Is this a UC fan? I don't know. We'll find out. Bearcat. <clears throat> Good morning. No, this is the, how you guys doing. Florida State fan. All right. Uh, three teams I don't want to play. First would be Virginia Tech. Mainly because I'm going to concede the fact that we're playing Miami and Clemson every year. So, okay. wise it's going to be three pretty good teams. The first, Virginia Tech, because when you play them away, it's probably going to be a Thursday night game. A little bit tougher environment. Same thing with Boston okay. College. We, we know when we go there, it's going to be a red bandana. It's going to be going crazy. Twice the atmosphere is that noon kickoff on a Saturday. And third, hmm. I would say North Carolina State, just because they've probably been the other most consistent good team in the conference. And when you got Miami and Clemson already, we're trying to get back to – in a championship conversation, you don't want 10 tough games in a row. So that would be my three. All right. I'm going to tell you something. Bearcat has thought that out now. I like this. I like where Bearcat he's Bearcat had sound logic. Virginia Tech, because on the road it's a bad deal. Lane Thursday Stadium. night. He knows now. Thursday night at Lane Stadium is pretty intense. Well, even a Saturday afternoon, it's, I mean, that's a great place for a game. B.C., Red bandana, called what? it right on out. I did the red bandana but, game with BC Florida State a couple of years ago. BC beat him like thirty-five to three. Remember that? Was that the same night? No, Florida State came back in the second half when they put Jordan Travis in the game for the first time of the year. I yeah, but I remember Florida State going up there a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, they just got smoked, and got destroyed. Yeah, they did. And it was cold, and they just wanted yeah. to go home. Uh, NC State, mm-hmm. See, NC State's been a problem. And for I'll Florida tell you State. what, Carter Finley. Is gonna be a spot. It has been, and getting ready to get turned up another level. Well, when Florida State during the Bowden era, when they were great, right. great, great, uh, they they had problems at Carter Finley, NC State. I mean, old Chuck Amato, remember that? Hey, hey, you got hey, it. You got it. Hey, NC State. You go back to the record books of NC State and Florida State. Philip Rivers. There have been a lot of Florida State teams with a number beside their name that walked out with an L to NC State. They did. All right, Ray in Pennsylvania. Ray, welcome to Packer and Durham. Oh, you guys got a great topic today. Uh, Thank you. Hope both you guys. Hope you guys are doing okay today. Uh, yes, sir. Boy, the pit people are not getting a lot of love today, are we? They aren't. <laughs> no, I don't get it. And I don't understand. Me, neither is Syracuse or Boston College, and they're going to probably be the two that are going to be on our list. But anyhow, I had uh, Wake Forest, Florida State, and my third one was a tough one, but I picked Louisville. And we don't have a lot of history with Wake Forest and Florida State. And there's nobody that we really want to avoid, but uh, we'd probably just rather play those three on a rotating basis. But uh, unfortunately, Louisville would have been number one on my list of who I wanted to play if I drank Mm. bourbon. Because I've been around Louisville, and uh, that's pretty easy to find that down there. So, 
but can uh, only start. <laughs> can only start. I'm just saying. I mean, never too old to, uh, too have, old a fun, to try, right? have a little sip. Yeah. Never never hurt anybody. All right. Wake Florida State. We don't have a lot of history. Louisville. Okay. Right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Bearcat, though, thought out. That was completely thought out. Let's go to Tom in New York. Calls are coming in now, Pac. People are challenging the thought of the three you do not want to play as permanent opponents. Tom. Hi, guys. How are you? Well, thank you. Watch your show every day. Love it. Uh, Being from Syracuse, I always sort of feel like an outsider in the ACC just trying to fit in. But Mm -hmm. um, my three are Virginia, Virginia Tech, and North Carolina just from watching the show this this morning. (laughs) 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 So, you know, if if you started at 7 a.m., you say, well, my three would have been these over here. But now if they're listening to two hours of phone calls, we're going over this way now. I've, I've been to, you know, the Raleigh-Durham area several times, and it's a nice yeah. area, but it's no different than central New York, and the summer is beautiful. You know? I just yeah. don't understand it. Tom, and, I got um, let, me, let me say this. Tom, let me tell you this. I have been to Syracuse since I started working in television probably two dozen times, and I have mm-hmm. enjoyed my trips to Central New York each time. Now, has the weather been perfect? Absolutely not. I got out of the got off the plane one day there, and it was three. And I'm, I'm I like oh. cold weather, so that's fine. Well, you did also fall down and hurt yourself. Well, I did bust my chin yeah. at the International oh. Hall or the Hall of Languages. Oh, that's or right. I remember that show. Yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah, it was very, you tried to grow a beard. Really, yeah, yeah, it was, patchy that was, look. That was good too. It was a good look. Um, but I. I don't think I think when people go as fans, everybody knows about dinosaur. I like the food there. I really like the people. Yeah, people I've always nice. had very enjoyable visits there. And sure, they, you know, they know kind of what you're there for. So maybe you get a little chamber of commerce treatment. But nonetheless, uh, thank you for the call. I appreciate that. My three are Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Carolina. Now that was thought out. That was. I've heard enough of these people. Yeah. I'm going the other way. Good for them. Funny. Yeah. All right, more calls in the last segment, but when we come back. Um, Debuts coming up. Yeah. Emily Cole is next. She's and interesting, man. Yeah, we're looking forward to talking with Emily. Duke's TikTok star, but I think there's a lot more there for Emily Cole. We'll talk to Houston native and uh, runner up in the steeplechase next on Packer and Durham. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Emily Cole, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are y'all? Thank you so much for having me. All right. I want to start with linear algebra being one of your favorite (laughs) classes. There is no chance, Packer. There is no chance. Not for you. No, for me, there is zero. Zero chance. In fact, when I saw the clip with the screen on your computer, Packer will tell you I was doing this right here. Hiding under the desk. Oh, my God. Not again. (laughs) I promise uh, if you got into it and had a good teacher, I could get you to like it. <laughs> I agree with that. I'm 56 years old, Emily. There is no chance. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care who you gave me as a teacher. I'm not liking it. So there you go. <laughs> All right, Emily, I've got so many questions for you. Um, I'm the, ready for all of them. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to first start with the social media aspect of this. Because you really have become a, a TikTok star. And I saw your talk. What makes a great TikTok video? Because I don't get it. I mean, I, again, I'm not, 
it, the darts. I'm not throwing the dart at the bullseye here, but I'm just fascinated because mm-hmm. my daughters love it. Like this is their go-to social media aspect, and they're like, "Dad, look at this one," and they show it to me. And I'm like, "Well, right over my head." So just, me- I want you to explain to me <laughs> what makes a great TikTok video. You know, that's a great question. I think that there are a lot of different things. There are obviously trending sounds and the quality of the video that keep people intrigued, but definitely getting it to more people and more reach is watch time. So you've got to make sure that every single part of the video is intriguing and keeps them on. But I think the biggest thing for me has just been really letting the audience get to know me and kind of showing who I am through my videos. So so it's as much personality as it is a, a potentially a message. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. And okay. technique of knowing how to create them. All right. Now, we saw the clip in the all access feature where, you know, you're talking about the sunlight and the building and all that. So I get all the the factors that go into to that. The thing I'm fascinated about is the way you've maximized the social media platform for name, image and likeness and other things. I mean, you're in the process of working on a book, as I understand it. You've gotten some NIL opportunity out of all this. How much of that is reflective to the work that just kind of was germinated off off social media and in particular, I guess, TikTok? I think most of it, I've gotten a lot of people reach out to me just because of the quality and the quantity too of how often I post. I feel like people can really feel like they can see an inside peek into my life because every day I post how many miles I ran that day and what my routine is. And so a lot of companies have reached out and wanted to be a part of that, which has just been really cool with the new NAL rules. Hmm. Emily, if you could do a TikTok video with any current Duke student athlete, who would you pick first? Hmm, That's a great question. I would probably say See, I'm friends with him, and I definitely could do this, but probably Nakai Montgomery. He oh, yeah. does he's lacrosse great. and football, yeah. and he's just a stud. Yeah, no, he's great. He's so, good. so all right, just again, I just want to get into a mind of a TikTok idea here. If I said, all right, you got it, what would you do? I mean, what would the idea be right off the top of your head? Like the, your instinct first, this is what would I do? What, what would you do with him? Wait, if you if you asked me what you should create right now? Right now. He walks in the room. He's going to walk I in the room here say, in three minutes. What are we going to do? I would say to give someone a behind the scenes of your show mm. and to kind of walk them through the studio and what people see off of the camera because mm. that's what they're really intrigued in. They can watch your show on TV, but they have no idea what happens behind the scenes. Okay. And so they'd love to get to hear that and, and hear you explain through it. Like you'd have to be talking to the camera yourself. All right. Oh, so let me ask you. do you know, Leah, Emily? Let me ask you this, Emily. Are we going to be in the TikTok later today? On your TikTok? Oh, absolutely you are. See? I already have it started. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what happened. We have just become TikTok stars just like that. Make sure you tag me in the TikTok. Barely I have lifted a, t- a finger. And I gotta tell you, the TikTok have, world isn't ready for you. Okay. That's exactly. Oh, you don't know how accurate okay. a statement that is. Full disclosure here. I When your name popped up, uh, I kind of heard about the TikTok stuff and the social media influence on 158,000 followers and all this on TikTok. And I, and I actually called my daughter in Washington, who just turned 23. She works in D.C. 
And I said, are you familiar with Emily Cole? Oh, yeah, I know who that is. She's the, she's the uh, track star at Duke, and she's on TikTok. I went, that's, that's so it. She's awesome. a, and she goes, she's on the show tomorrow? I went, yeah, she's on the show tomorrow. She goes, oh, yeah, I saw the whole story and everything. And, like, she posts a lot. It's good. Okay, thanks. Oh, my gosh, that just made my day. It's Here been it really so, cool to see how far it reaches. Like, I'll have people from, my sister lived in London for a while, and people there being like, oh my gosh, your sister's the one that makes those TikToks. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, by the way, as far as the book goes, what's the genesis of all that? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm again, as you're, fascinated you're, by that as You're anything. working on so many cool things here. So yeah. give me the lowdown on the book. Thank you. So the book really started my senior year of high school. Mm. I did volleyball and basketball up until my senior year and wasn't focused on running. And I didn't think that I was going to be able to play in college any sport. I was way more focused on academics. And I got really passionate about nutrition and started feeling myself well and really feeling that along with not doing volleyball and basketball, having the proper fuel for my running made it so much more enjoyable. And I saw a lot of success on the track that allowed me to be here at Duke today. And it really changed the course of my life, learning how to fuel. And so I became super passionate about it and all my friends were telling me, Emily, you should write a cookbook. And so for a while I tried to put some recipes together but I just couldn't figure out how to get it published. And so I kind of let it fall through the cracks. And then during my, I took a gap semester last fall whenever COVID was happening. And I saw this program where they walk you through writing a book from beginning to end. And they partner you with the publisher and editors. And so I was like, I have to sign up for this. And it ended up evolving into a full-blown guide to sports nutrition because that's something that I really feel could have benefited me way earlier on in my sports career mm -hmm. and it doesn't really exist. So I thought that if I created that coming from a current student athlete, it would be really valuable to younger aspiring athletes. And I also interview a bunch of incredible people for the book like April Ross and mm -hmm. a, a bunch of different elite athletes and I give them each their own chapter. I have one core sports nutrition concept come from each of their stories and a recipe at the end of their chapter teaching you how to implement it. Wow, cool. that's a good idea. Okay, um, I know you just finished second in the uh, 3000 meter steeplechase uh, at the ACC's, right? Uh, personal best, yeah. congratulations <laughs> there. Um, so it's so on much. to regionals and then keep your fingers crossed for nationals. You love exactly. to compete. The one thing I, I found out last night and kind of diving through some of your social medias like you do practice mile run practice runs of like 10 miles is that about right am i am i am i getting that correct you are getting that correct yep every every weekend we do, i do my 14 mile long run so Pack. well i do too except for the 14 miles <laughs> <laughs> yeah i cut that part out yours sounds I, a lot better than mine oh yeah it's a piece of cake yeah, no what, what do we run 14 miles in i'm just curious because i know what i run well, allegedly run, walk four, four miles in. So what do we do 14 miles in? What's the time on that? I am not exactly sure total time, but I'll go like 7.15 pace for each mile. 7.15 a mile, huh? Gosh. Yeah, that's Jeez. nice. <laughs> that's By the way, I, I got to give you props because, you know, I tell Wes all the time, we both in agreement here. The student athletes in this league yeah. are really remarkable. Uh, and you don't know us from the man on the moon, and we're having a conversation as if we've known you for 20 years. But you really, I get a sense, have thoroughly enjoyed 
what college is supposed to be about. I mean, you love what you do. You got great teammates. You've been able to maximize social media. You're writing a book. You're getting an incredible education. You love to compete. You probably have a chance to see the world from um, a number of different reasons. I mean, does it get any better for you than this experience that's called Duke University? You know, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I honestly, when my parents were here this weekend, they got to be here for that really special weekend of getting second on our home track at ACC's. And I was talking to them and I was like, guys, you know, I'm very well aware that I'm living the dream right now. <laughs> That's all right. But well, I'm just really grateful for it all. And I'm mostly grateful just for all the incredible people in my life that have supported me to help me get here. That's cool. Um, all right. I, I do want to ask one more thing about your NIL stuff. Is you have an NIL arrangement with H&R Block? Is that right? Am I am I missing something here? Is that correct? And, and <laughs> that seems very appropriate because Mark and I have a lot of conversations about the tax implications that come from NIL for student athletes. And then, Emily, believe it or not, there's some that didn't realize that Uncle Sam gets a cut of every dollar that comes through the NIL portal, so to speak. I'm sure, no. That has been one of my favorite partnerships for sure. They were a dream to work with. But I basically, they were having a women in sports empowerment campaign where they really tried to close the gap in NIL endorsements between male and female athletes. So I was super grateful to be a part of that and it incorporated tax education. And even I, who did have some education on taxes beforehand, thought that since I hadn't made enough that it wouldn't apply to me, but there was a specific tax that did. So they were super helpful in walking me through the whole process. And I'm really grateful to get to have been a part of that whole partnership. Brilliant. Um by the way, it, it, I'm going to give you another wish here. Uh, what company would you love to have an NIL deal oh, with? Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, that's a great question. And I've thought about it a lot, and it's hard for me to pick. I think that the little girl in me, it's hard for me to not say Nike. Uh, <laughs> just because looking up to all of the, especially different runners growing up mm -hmm. too. Um, but I'm also really passionate about different health and, and wellness companies. So anything in that realm, I'd be super excited to work with them too. Well, that'd be a natural fit. You'd be great at both of them. I can't really wait for the last question here because we've already heard the easiest class is linear algebra. Yeah, this is what we do, uh, Emily, since you're making your debut and hopefully we'll get you back. Uh, but every time we have a student athlete on, we ask this question for the very first time. Since you've been at Duke University, what has been your hardest class? You know, I feel very prepared for this question because it was a very difficult class. It was discrete math for computer science. Okay, look, all of my math was discrete. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no offense. It's basically, to, it's okay, basically what is proofs, it? but for coding. Oh, oh yeah. Not my cup yeah. of tea. No, no nobody. That. Nobody in the world. I mean, look. There's, there's some of these classes that, quite frankly, I think they make them up on the back of a napkin and they go, we're going to teach this class. Well, what are we teaching? We don't know, you know what, what kind of going on. I wouldn't on. be surprised. Oh. By the way, who, who is the coolest person that follows you on TikTok? Do you know? Ooh. Who, yeah. Who's the, the coolest biggest? person who follows yeah, me I mean, on TikTok? You, I mean, I've got to say my sister. Know, my sister's a oh, country wait, music artist. She is. <laughs> really? She is, yeah. She lives in Nashville and she's amazing. Wow. What's her name? Julia Cole, Julia, Julia Cole Music. Cole. Okay. All right. A away from family, Julia is Cole. there? Is have you found that there's some? Could be another athlete. Maybe it's a politician. Maybe it's somebody in entertainment. I mean, 
Do you know? From a I don't standpoint? know. I honestly haven't gone through my followers on TikTok. They're only 158,000. So I'm not sure, 000. but that's probably something I should do and see who's watching my stuff. Well, I mean, you never know. Do right? it on a run. Do it on one of those 14 mile weekend runs. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of scroll as you go. <laughs> I will during the whole run. I'll just be scrolling through like, yeah, oh, look who's following me. There's a good idea. So I thought, yeah. That one's free. That didn't cost anything. That's it. Hey, hey. listen, congratulations, <laughs> really, on all your success. You're a joy to talk to. No, thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure, and y'all are so fun to talk to and be around, and I'm just really grateful to be a part of the show. And you now we're on TikTok. Hey, hey. Pac. And anytime you want to <laughs> come to the- And now you're TikTok famous. Listen, anytime you want to come to the basement and see it behind the scenes with uh, two guys sitting in the basement with two dogs, we go. got all we got kinds all of that stuff too. here. So there you go. Thanks, oh, Emily. God. Be well. Oh my gosh, y'all are the best. Thank see you. Ya. All right, Emily Cola Duke. She was terrific. Thank you so much. You bet. When we come back, Emily Emily, she's terrific too. Yep. Uh, here's the back end of the one-two punch in the Good night. Virginia Tech pitching arsenal. Sit getting, down. Getting ready for the regional. Yeah, nice. Grab some pine. Yeah, big orange going to the bench after this. Packer and Durham. Number three, national seed. What yep. a year it's been for Virginia Tech. Not only baseball. Doing their thing. They're number three in the D1 baseball rankings. Yep. The number three national seed in softball, Virginia Tech. Let's go to Blacksburg, shall we? Uh, Emma Limley is a freshman from Forest, Virginia, ladies and gentlemen, and she joins us uh, on the program this morning. A 172 ERA pack, 118 innings pitched. Hang on, Emma. Let me read this uh, stat line here real quick. Uh, 193 strikeouts. KKKK. Yeah, have a seat. 38 walks, opponents batting a wild 161 against Emma Limley. Sounds like my Giants, uh, which is not good, by the way. <laughs> what, they're batting 161? They're not doing well, but okay. Emma is rocking. First of all, uh, congratulations on all your personal success and also from a team's perspective. It has been an awesome, awesome year for not only Virginia Tech softball, but baseball as we kind of tie that all together. But Man, as a freshman, could you ever imagine it could get better than this? Um, you know, I had someone ask me uh, yesterday, uh, just like thinking about last year, how I was a senior in high school. You know, we were going through COVID stuff. We didn't get to play that many games. And now I'm, you know, we're going into regional play for, and I'm pitching for the number three team in the country. Um, you know, it's kind of it's. It's kind of, you know, crazy how my, my life has taken a little bit of a 180. Um, and it's, you know, it's been a really fast process and it's been a really awesome process so far. You mean, Emily, at big old Jeff Forrest High School there, we really weren't thinking about uh, being the number three team in the country and, you know, shutting down Tennessee on national TV one night. I mean, we weren't thinking about all that a year ago. Um, You know... I didn't exactly know what to expect coming hmm. into college and, you know, playing for, you know, such a high-level team. Um, I think I adapted pretty well, though, in the fall. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, all the work that we did in the fall prepared me pretty well for uh, our season so far. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't really think I knew exactly what to expect a year ago when I was still in high school. Okay. Um, I want to <laughs> ask you about pitching with Keeley. Because obviously what she's done in two years, at least, you know, she's had a great career. But in two years, she's kind of set a standard here. What's it meant to you as a freshman and a, and a very talented one at that 
to come into Coach Pete's program and and kind of have that teammate right there at the front of the line to to kind of show you the way, if not literally, mm-hmm. but certainly on the field. Yeah, I mean, Keely has been one of the best mentors I could have asked for. Um, she's like a big sister. Um, you know, we call her mom because she just shows us so much guidance, uh, especially as a, you know, a young freshman pitcher coming in. Um, she's just, you know, showed me the way throughout the fall and throughout this season, um, you know, just showing me, you know, how to handle tough situations. Um, so I think she's been a really good mentor in helping me to prepare, you know, to hopefully fill her shoes next year. Emma, every Virginia Tech softball player that we've had on the show this year, it's been really intriguing from my perspective to watch the demeanor of the answers to questions. And it's not a cockiness, but there's a sense of, hey, we know what we're supposed to do. And if we go execute, we're going to go take care of business. Uh, I'm curious from your perspective, being a freshman and talking about a year ago, what you're doing versus where you find yourself now. How soon did you get a sense being on campus and making that tough transition from high school to college and feeling like you're accepted and you belong? Did you get a sense with this team that guess what? We belong as far as the national perspective goes. Mm -hmm. You know, we had um, meetings at the beginning of the year, just kind of like team meetings to kind of set expectations for where we want to be this season. And um, I think just, you know, from even the first week of practices, just seeing how uh, the team interacts with each other and um, seeing, you know, just how much attention to detail and how much work they put into practice. um, I think I picked up on that, you know, pretty quickly Uh, and kind of gave me a good look to see or gave me a good look to know that, uh, you know, they take the game very seriously. And so I think that really helped me to kind of know that, okay, I need to, you know, turn on this switch now and I'm at the big levels now. So, yeah. And I I would also think that from a confidence standpoint, you didn't have to really have time to waste, did you? As far as, hey, I got to take this thing to the next gear, like you just pointed out. But from a confidence perspective, when you're dealing with a lot of folks in that locker room that do take it seriously, that you understand, hey, we're playing the more than just a game here. That, that, that probably was a pretty quick kick to the you-know-what to say, guess what, I've now jumped in the deep end of the pool. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, confidence-wise, I think a lot of it comes from, you know, the trust that my teammates and my coaches have in me mm. uh, to, you know, throw me out there in any game, you know, big games. Um, so I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of my confidence comes from just the trust that our team has in each other. You know, Emma, we've had, uh, we've had Pete on here quite a bit. And he's, he's always great to visit with. But I'm also intrigued by the way he's kind of put all this together and built the success in Blacksburg that he has. As someone who was recruited, you know, a couple of years ago, I'm sure when you were still playing travel ball and that kind of thing, and then obviously COVID kicked in, you had a shortened high school season. What's it been like to go through this program and understand kind of the culture points? Because I think when you're a freshman, you mentioned everything's a blur and then all of a sudden it crystallizes for you. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess for you, it might crystallize when you got on the field and started, you know, striking people out. But could you sense in the recruiting process that that this was going to get big? Uh, yeah, just, you know, watching since Coach Pete has gotten to Virginia Tech, just, uh, you know, watching how much our program has improved and, um, you know, seeing that as a recruit, as uh 
you know, it's, it's re really reassuring to know that I'm coming into a really good program and, you know, kind of know that I'm going to have to, you know, work my butt off when I get here. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, just watching uh, Virginia Tech softball since I guess I was about in the eighth grade or a freshman, just watching it mm. um, progress and keep getting better every year. It's yeah, it was really reassuring. Emma, what was the message after an early departure of the ACC tournament? Because, I mean, you guys go 21-2 in the regular season. You were the top seed, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're on the couch watching somebody else play for what you felt was, hey, that's our championship they're playing for. What's the message now after that? This somewhat of a disappointment, obviously, but knowing that, hey, now we're going to go play for a national championship. What, what's the message amongst the teammates? I mean, obviously um – ACC championship would have been cool to win, but uh, I think there's a bigger goal for us on the table. Um, you know, I think we try to just take uh, the season one game at a time. You know, we can't reach the big goal unless we, you know, keep winning each game. Um, so I think we try to kind of get our mindset into a one game mindset. Just, you know, focus on uh, the pitch you have at hand, the game you have at hand, and, you know, try to win each inning type thing. Mm -hmm. um yeah, it's better to take the simple step than take the big steps, Emma. Is that the way we got to mm -hmm. handle this? Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially when I pitch, I really try to focus on having a one-pitch mindset. Mm. Um, you know, focusing on putting all my energy into the next pitch, even if, you know, I just got a bomb hit off of me the last pitch. That's over. That's done. Can't change it. Got to focus on the next pitch. Got to throw the first strike to strike someone out. So. I, but that doesn't happen, does it? I mean, you're coming in with that 1.00 ERA. Now. I got it right. You don't see many bombs going the other <laughs> way say, now. Yeah, not many home runs being allowed here i don't know what you're talking about uh maybe a few maybe okay. a few here and there <laughs> i haven't been many all right that much um let me ask you this uh we know you take pride in being able to keep people off base i mean i think i read last night you struck out 20 in a high school game one night is that right yeah yeah i did um that was like one of those games where i guess i was so just so focused on the next pitch type thing that I didn't even realize that I had struck out 20 people. Yeah. And I think my dad told me after he was yeah. like, you know, you just struck out 20 batters. I was like, what? Yeah. No, I well, didn't. Yeah, yeah that and, and either that or you're playing a team of Packer and Durham. So that's, um, right. that's, exactly. that's the reality of it. Media softball. Come okay. up here. I think we got something on I, this. I, I want, I'm just curious about this. Do you or Keeley ever grab a bat? And step um, in the box? Actually, and in practice, in practice, two days ago they let us take some batting practice and so every 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 now and then they let us grab a bat and take a few swings and practice okay so and comedy uh, or Keely did hit what keely did hit one out the other day i got two to the fence but i guess i got a little bit of warning track power going on keely hit one out yeah keely did hit one out the other day That'd be awesome to say. Hey, hey, Mama, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Mama? You can't go yard. What are you talking about? Hey, keep that arm sharp. Uh, before we let you go, um, here's our traditional question, since you're making your debut. Emma, since you've been at Virginia Tech, mm. what has been mm. your hardest class? Ooh, my hardest class was probably so far multivariable calculus. Um, yeah, that was that was not fun. 
Okay. Wes, it's right down your alley. Yeah, I got no shot. You, I mean, you're all we just that. had Emma Cole who told us discrete math for computer science. And now I got multivariable calculus. Look, none of this. I mean, I'm sorry. I'd be You're gone. tapping out. I'd be a goner. You're It'd transferring be, back to Elon. I'd be, yeah. I'd, I'd walk in the door and go, excuse me, the class is what? Goodbye. So, uh, uh, well, congratulations on, uh, like I said, all your personal success and yep. team success. And uh, hopefully Oklahoma City is in the immediate future for the Hokies because you guys have Thank been you. a blast to watch. Thank you so much. All right. Emma Lemley of Virginia Tech, good luck this weekend. Coverage here at 2 o'clock. St. Francis, a PA on the docket here on ACC Network. Two talented uh, ladies right there now, back-to-back, yeah. big time. can imagine Keeley gets the ball on uh, Friday, you think, at 2 o'clock. I mean, it doesn't matter, does it? I mean, Pete's got the great combination there, right? One, two, what do you want? Seriously, yeah. how do you like it? Yeah. They have 58 combined appearances and 46 starts do Emma and Keeley. But there's so many cool storylines on the softball front, right? Yeah. I mean, we know about Florida State, right? It's been well documented what they're all about. But here's Virginia Tech get a mm-hmm. chance to host. Clemson gets a chance to host. Duke yep. gets a chance to host. All for the very first time, Yep. right? Florida State, it's old school. But for the other three programs, mm-hmm. uh, this is a big deal coming up this weekend. Yeah, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame also in brackets right. in Gainesville and in uh, Chicago or Evanston. Yep. When we come back, uh, final word. Uh, don't forget, we may take a call here. We got a golf update too. We had some people rolling their rock yesterday. Woo! Now going low. I'll tell you what, the old Atlantic Coast Conference. That Austin Greaser, by the way, he was putting up a number 63 too. Sixty-three. Sixty-three. Yeah, I had that on the front the other day. Back after this. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Packer and Durham, final segment, fun show. Terrific guest as usual. Student-athletes in this league, unbelievably good. Chester on cue. Wakes up. 9.45. About time to go. About time, you boys done. Oh. Yeah, big yawn. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. What else, what'd you guys talk about today? I'm 90-some. Life years, right? Yeah, am I going to be in that TikTok video? That's what he's thinking. That's it. That is girl Emily put me in put, that TikTok yeah, thing. Is Emily going to put me in the TikTok, make me another social media star? All right, we got 18 holes left on the men's side at these uh, NCAA golf regionals. Let's get you caught up. Uh, we'll take it down to the PGA National. Yep. Uh, Florida State is second going into the final 18. They are even. Notre Dame is sixth. Remember, it's top five. And highest individual, not from one of the five. Notre Dame, by the way, two shots back of fifth place. Okay. That's the thing to keep in mind here. There you go. All right. Off to Columbus, Ohio. Georgia Tech is tied for first going into today at 13 under. You know why? The Jackets blasted the field yesterday. Uh, Clemson is fourth at seven over. Uh, Duke is eighth at 11 over. Blue Devils got to get off to a hot start. Well, they are three shots back of fifth place. Duke is, right. right. Duke yeah. is. So it shows you the lead Georgia Tech has with the others uh, headed J- into that. Jackets are comfortably in a good spot there. Jimmy Austin Club out in Norman, Oklahoma. Louisville is seventh at plus five. They are nine back of fifth place. Ooh, they have a, some serious they work, got to some do. work to do. Yeah. Yale, New Haven, Connecticut. Andrew Brooks is the touring pro for the uh, Yale golf course, as I understand, our producer emeritus. Wake Forest, a one-shot lead on North Carolina after Austin Greaser went crazy-go-low yesterday. Yeah. 
63. They had a 63 and a 65 posted yesterday. Caroline did? Yeah. Yeah, That's boy. Tar Heels golfing that ball. Virginia, four under and seventh. They are uh, six back Ooh. of a top five spot. Wow. That's the number. You got to be in the top five, as Wes just pointed out. NC State's got a ton of work to do. Yeah, you got to put four in the 60s if yeah. you're NC State to yep. even have a chance, I think. Yep. Uh, so that's a quick check. We will update you on the winners tomorrow and well, who advances. There's 10 ACC teams playing today. Uh, again, top five across the board. If you can get half of them in the national championship oh, yeah. race, that'd be pretty good. Be pretty uh, strong. Uh, some of you have tweeted us today about schedules. Others of you have shown other tacks that you would like to voice your opinion on. And I would highly suggest for some of you out there that participate today, Make a road trip to Syracuse. Yeah. Make a road trip to Pittsburgh, Boston College, or Louisville. Yeah. Because I thought those were the four that were most mentioned they gotta today. Go. They got to go. And they all have great stuff to offer. Just we were, tell we were kind of looking to see who are the three you didn't want to play from football, and we ended up in a you know, debate about travel, which is not at all no. what the intention was. No, all no. right. And I learned a lot today about Virginia and Louisville. No, I had no idea. Which I had no earthly idea yeah. that so, that existed. Uh, we have a tweet we want to share. Robbie Templeton. Okay, Mark, I can't sit in this any longer. Every time I look at Wes's shirt, I'm thinking of Judge Smale's hat <laughs> from Caddyshack. <laughs> hey, Robbie, <laughs> let me tell you something. You go to my friends. Why don't you uh, point the finger at him, Wes? Adam Hawk and all my friends at Nation Golf, you too can get you a, a snazzy 1970s style golf shirt with updated fabric compositions. This is just about our style. Are you walking in tomorrow with uh, one of those penguin uh, men's Munsingwear? No. No, huh? Munsingwear. No. Munsingwear. No. That's no, what No, Nation was. Golf is the crowd that does this shirt. Right, I'll take your word. And I paid for this. Oh, I'm sure you did. I Handsomely. Did. Yeah, it's a good shirt. No, this is not that bad. They do a good job. And feel the fabric. Oh, I don't on, really. Come on. I come really on. don't want to ruin it. Come on, right there. I, I really don't want to ruin it. Feel, feel the cotton, no. right? No, because... Huh? Because, you know, I'm getting in my mind when I'm going to run across in Italy. I don't want to mess that. Just mess oh, yeah, you're going to be down at the gold market in Florence and oh. Milan on the fashion room. By the way, that uh, would be accurate. i tell you what, tomorrow it's such a spectacular tomorrow and special show. Tomorrow is a huge day for us. I think you should tell the Italian story the last time you went. What, no, Amsterdam, the shopping story in Amsterdam tomorrow. For those that have missed Golden it the Goose. first time. Yes. I'll tell that story. Yeah, because you're going to Italy. And Packer learned one lesson the last time he and Amy took the girls to Europe. Yeah, the girls are going with us, Didley. Yeah, but the last time you went to Europe with the girls, they wanted to buy shoes. That's right. And we will have that and story I have no tomorrow. Problem with that. But tomorrow. You have no problem with it until the credit card tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Tomorrow is a humongous day for us. Stay tuned. We'll see you at 7 on Packer and Durham. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.